Welcome to When God Breaks Through, a podcast designed to look at the messy moments in motherhood and show how the gospel applies in practical ways, giving us hope and grace as we interact with our own kids. You'll hear crazy stories and life lessons from my mothering of eight kids. But more importantly, you'll hear the hope Jesus offers us for peace and not anxiety, for grace both for ourselves and to extend to our kids, and wisdom to point them to Him. I'm your host, Bethany Kimsey. Welcome back to the kitchen table. I am so glad that you are here with me today. We are sitting down um, with Shelly Tyson. She is someone that I have met actually, honestly, through Instagram. I had the privilege of talking on her podcast months ago, but I have enjoyed, I've enjoyed Shelly following you on Instagram um, because of what you talk about. You have a, an online community, as well as coaching, as well as even some coursework, but you are motivated and desiring to help women understand how they can, with a faith-based perspective, engage in both work and home and, and actually have good rhythm and a concept of rest and a balance, right? Yes. Really yes. balance is we're going to get to that word. Yeah. But I want to yeah, put that word out well, there. that's the B word. That's that- the word. <laughs> That is the word. So Shelly, first of all, I'm so glad you're here. Um, I just know that based on our time talking on your podcast before that this next little bit of time is going to be fun and rich and good. So thank thank you, you. Bethany. This is such a joy and a privilege, honestly, to sit down with someone who's a couple of seasons ahead of me in a lot of ways to just get to listen to you and listen to your wisdom. I have gleaned so much from connecting with you on Instagram. I y'all, I love when God uses social media to connect his people. I mean, can we just take a minute to just celebrate Mm -hmm. that and getting to meet you has been such a joy. And I have learned so much about parenting through your content. So I'm just thrilled to be here. That's good. I'm glad. Well, um, Today, the reason I asked you, Shelly, to be on, you know this, but for everybody's listening, I think that so many of us, whether we work only inside of our own home, or if we also work outside of our home, we are feeling a big struggle and a stretch around this idea of balance. And Shelly, the reason I reached out to her is she has been t- speaking and redefining this in some beautiful and amazing terms that I want y'all to hear. And I want us to talk about. So first of all, let's, let's address the, the B word and the yeah, yeah, address yeah. balance. Well, I think first I want to rewind a little bit and just tell y'all a little bit of my own story, because yeah. this whole redefinition comes out of the story that God has really written in my life. So I'm a mom of four kids. They came very fast and very close together. Uh, that was a little bit of a shock to my more type a, uh, (laughs) personality. And I quickly through that process, um, about 11 years ago, realized that the culture wanted me to be a balanced mom. And I, started striving towards that, believing that that was a possibility. And at the time I was working part-time and trying to manage all the things. And then 
uh, my third child came and I could no longer manage all the things. And so I decided to stay home full time and newsflash that was even more work mm-hmm. I found than working part-time and mothering part-time and through the whole process, God really began to open my eyes to the fact that I was human. Uh, the fact that I could not do all the things perfectly all the time. And so really reliance on him was the number one thing that he began to teach me, but it was a very long process. I'm a very slow learner and there were a lot of lessons (laughs) along the way, um, for God really bringing me to the point of realizing that flourishing in this life that he's given us here on earth really starts with one thing. And that is making him a priority. And I knew that in my head, but then when life started to happen and things started to hit the fan and it it was just busy and chaotic, and there were a lot of stressors in my life, somehow I could not make the connection to how that was going to create flourishing really in my life. And I wanted to believe so badly that that was possible, but I just did not understand how. And so he began to take me through this process of really releasing my grasp on this concept of balance, understanding that literally the definition of the word balance is an equal distribution of weight, equal distribution of weight and understanding that when you are a mother and you have multiple responsibilities, even just inside your household as a wife, maybe having a spouse that you cannot have equal distribution of weight in the sense that you cannot be 100% in one area without not being hundred percent in another area. Yeah. And so this whole process over really the last five years or so has been God helping me understand that when I abide in him, it frees me to seek harmony, which is agreement in what is most important instead of feeling like I have to balance all the things all the time. Um, and, uh, another news flash, I'm, I'm still in the process of learning this. This is, I think going to be a lifelong <laughs> lesson, think, right? Um, but it has created a lot of freedom. But, but I think that, I mean, that phrasing to me, when, when you said that on Instagram, I just, it was like, if you had been in the same room with me across the room, having this conversation with somebody, it was like, my head was on a swivel. And I was just like, that that's what I need because I struggle. I mean, I'm always running through my head with you're not, you know, this isn't balanced. That's not balanced. Oh, this is, you know, um, you're, you're too much emphasis here means not enough emphasis here. And this is falling behind. You got to get back up. And, um, and then you hear everywhere, in our culture, our mother culture that works, especially because yes. I'm part of that culture. Yeah. Um, you got to stay balanced so that your career can keep going, but your motherhood, you don't want to leave that behind. So when you said harmony on an Instagram post, I was like, I have to hear more. So when you, um, what does it look like? How would you define harmony? And you did, I like your little definition. I do like it. So say that again, but then I really want more. <laughs> Yeah. Harmony is really agreement and complementarianism. If you know that term, um, even, you know, from maybe marriage, it is complement and agreement in your priorities. So that means the first step is understanding what is most important in your life. 
And I think many of us as women of faith would say our relationship with God is primary, our relationship with a spouse, with our children, and then the work that he's called us to do, whether that's in our home, whether that's in our home and outside. Um, and it falls in that line. And so when you understand what is most important, then you can say, how do I create agreement with these things? So I'll give you a very practical example that happened when my children were very little. Um, when, when our children were little, my husband and I wanted them to join our family, not us join them. And so what that looks like for us was creating a system and a routine and rhythm in our home where our children went to bed at the same time every single night Mm -hmm. so that he and I could connect at the end of every single day, because our marriage is over our parenting and our children. And we understood that if that was not in its rightful place, then the parenting was going to be even harder than it already was. And so that's just a practical example of how having agreement allowed us to take time away from our kids practically mm-hmm. to spend time together so that there was agreement in the things that mattered the most. So that's a practical example. I think sometimes, sometimes we can feel like if you're, if you start talking about priorities, that that still feels so heavy. It's mm-hmm. still, it still feels like, well, being a mother is all consuming, right? Being a spouse yeah. is all consuming, prioritizing my relationship with God is all consuming. And what the harmony allows you to do is feel like you can be a hundred percent in each one at different times without Mm -hmm. feeling guilty that you aren't in the other area. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It does. I think it is powerful when we understand and begin to put in alignment exactly what is primary or what is going to need to be first and then allow that to begin to dictate what is next. So I totally agree with that concept about kids at bed. That was something that we learned early on of just who, just like what you said, but, but I like that. I don't know that I have that perspective. So that's a learning perspective. I think maybe I just tripped into that and we did it, did it. Okay. (laughs) Which helped us. Right. But yeah, I think the intention is really important. Um, in fact, I was on a coaching call, uh, just prior to this with a client and we were talking about, um, sometimes when we have so many decisions on where to put our time and energy, it creates decision fatigue. Mm-hmm. And what that does for our brains is it creates stress and our brain does the fight or flight and it flights, it just flies yeah. away because it's too hard. And so when you can start by saying what is most important then that creates an ease for your brain to be able to allow you to decide in the moment when things maybe are a little bit more chaotic, where does Mm -hmm. my time and energy need to go in this moment? And so it creates this rhythm that creates agreement that does have some flex in it, depending on your seasons, because that is so Mm -hmm. important, but that is the very reason to have the harmony, because that is what creates the flexibility. When you're striving for balance that creates a bondage and burnout because Mm -hmm. it makes you think that it's a moving target, right? That there's always, if you could just get the next job, or if you could just get the next thing, then it would allow you to achieve this balance. 
and you're just striving. It's like a hamster on a hamster wheel. Whereas the Mm -hmm. harmony allows you to truly be able to put it all on the table. Mm -hmm. And then also, like you said earlier, rest to step back and put those boundaries in to allow you to refuel. Um, and that's where the freedom comes. We talk a lot. My husband has been helpful for me because I, I tend to personality wise. Well, I believe I can do more than I should really be trying to do. So, oh yeah, I'll take that on. Oh yeah, I'll do that too. Um, so I can just kind of mount up a lot of things. And then my personality is I really like people. And so i kind of feed off of people. I'm an extrovert. So then I desire the more and more relationships. And then, um, and we've had a conversation that sounds a lot like what you do, but I, I like, I like this idea and I'm going to work this into my thinking because with harmony, the conversation we have in our home is oftentimes Bethany, what is on your plate? Please identify your plate. Like what all are you doing? And looking at everything and him in essence saying, are all of these things working? What is, you know, what are you called to be about? What are you called to do? Well, primarily I'm called to be, you know, a a Jesus follower, number one. Then I'm called to be a wife. Then I'm called to be a mother. Then I'm called, then, then we begin to hit into any work or ministry or, um, friendship or those things. And so being able to identify that, but I like the idea of going, okay, and this is how I'm going to, this is harmony that, so with intention, does this line up or how would it line up better? Helps. Yes. And it really helps clarify your yeses and your nos. Yeah. And so what I love about the concept is it really helps protect you from being overly generous with your yes. Mm -hmm. And also gives you the freedom to say the 100% best yes to the things that God has for you in that season. So depending on your season will depend on how much yes, you can say to each thing, especially Mm -hmm. I believe you're a mother. I mean, it's huge seasons are huge as a mother. Mm -hmm. And when you understand this alignment and agreement that's happening in your priorities, it does free you to be able to say, you know what, that isn't for me right now. Or, you know what I do have the margin to have that on my plate and I can say 1000% yes to it. Yeah. So Here's another practical example. Cause I'm all about like, this all sounds great, but like, what does this look like yeah. in the nitty gritty? Oh, yeah. like, what does this look like? Yeah, at, I need what does know. this look like in the wild? Right. Yeah. Um, so an example would be when my first daughter went into kindergarten, she was six and I had a four-year-old, um, a three-year-old and an infant at the time. And so I knew that that was not the season for me to sign up for PTA. Right. You didn't want to be the room as, <laughs> as much as they wanted me to be PTA room mom. <laughs> party mom, all the, you know, goodness, there were so many things for me to sign up for. Yeah. I knew that in that season, I was in the trench of training with these other three babies, like potty training and just like general life training. Right. Yeah. And that was where my time and energy went to. And there was, it was hard because I felt like 
you know, for me to say, I'm sorry, I can't come to that school event because I'm, I'm in the middle of nursing and potty training that somehow I was letting my older daughter down when in reality, I was saving my energy mm-hmm. for when she came home and yes. we could fully connect. So it yes. was a trade-off that I was yes. willing to make because I understood the importance of being a limited human being and my priority towards her lining up in agreement if I said no to that one thing. So that's just a practical example of how this can play out kind of in the wild of really helping you be able to say your best yes to the things that are most important. And I think you had wisdom to identify, okay, because what comes at you is exactly what you said. Oh, well, I mean, your first child isn't going to feel like you love them if you're not. Yes. All and I mean, I have felt it with every single one, so it doesn't matter what number really? child they are. Yes, it's like, oh, <laughs> this one won't, you know, it and it's cutting through what, in essence, is a lie. Yes, that says that determines your relationship to say no because I understand that my real this is how relationship is built. Yes, yes, and and so, in order for me to be healthy and not overextended and just all crazy. No, I I'm, I'm not your girl to be making Valentine crafts today. Yeah. Yeah. And that was okay, but it was was okay. Yes. And and it allowed me to celebrate the moms who were in a season that could Mm -hmm. say yes to that. Mm -hmm. Instead of feeling like I was less than it allowed me to really say, Hey, I can cheer for you and be so grateful that you're in a season where you can say yes to this. You can invest in the Valentine's party for my daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, because there will be a season when I will be that mom and I will get to give that gift to the younger moms. Right. But I was not in that season. Now I have to be honest. I don't know if in the moment I was making the decision as intentional as I'm making it sound like it was honestly, I just, really did not feel like I had the margin to be able to Mm -hmm. say yes to anything else. Mm -hmm. But in the back of my mind, I knew that the trade-off and the reward was going to be worth it. That every no is a yes to something else essentially. And so it was worth it. You know, um, I talked with Sandra Stanley about balance like months ago. And it was almost a similar concept where she said, you know, understand the season that you're in and understand it's a no for now. Doesn't mean that it's a no for always. It's a no for this season. And, um, you know, and there were definitely seasons that, I mean, I had almost everything was now just, I was just trying to survive. Exactly. And, um, and now I'm much more in seasons where I can be like, yeah, I can do that. You know? Yeah. I can be a part of that. And, uh, but understanding, I think the thing that she said in that one, that's always stuck in my head, even now, and she's a friend of mine. So I've heard her say that to me before, but it's powerful on that podcast. But she said, you know, you're doing, be like Nehemiah on the wall and understand that you're doing the best work and you cannot come down. And I think what you're relaying is that you understood even if in some ways we are just in survival mode, it's important for us to understand sometimes our best work is in, in potty training yes. and nursing and, and, and it's the season. Yes. Yes. 
100%. And I sitting now here today, almost 11 years into the process of parenting because of that time, I'm able to sit on a podcast with two out of my four children in my home right now, mm-hmm. and them not busting down the door because of spending the time back then training. And I had no idea. I wish so badly that someone had encouraged me that what I was cultivating then would pay off down the road to allow me to have the freedom to step into some other things. I had no concept. I literally thought I'll just be happy if we survive this season. (laughs) That's what I thought most days was Jesus just helped me survive. (laughs) And now I think I understand much more fully, or I'm beginning to understand much more fully how, what you plant today will bear fruit later. And so be intentional about what you're planting and what you're spending time prioritizing. Yes. So we kind of talked practically about what you say yes to and what you say no to, but do you have any great like markers that you said, this is how I know I can say yes, or this is how I know I better say no. Um, I think again, it go, it's different in different seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is very family dependent. This is very personality mm-hmm. dependent yeah. too. And so I, I, I hesitate to throw out what (laughs) I do because I don't want it to sound like this is, you know, a a be all end all for everyone. Um, but one thing that I have found that has really helped me know what to say yes and no to is prioritizing time in God's word every single day so that I am grounded in who I am. Because I find that my tendency is to say yes and no to things as it pertains to how it makes me feel, Mm -hmm. um, either as a mom or as a person, does it make me feel like I have significance? Um, does it make me feel like I'm a better person? Does it make me feel, um, that I matter and the more rooted I am in my identity in Christ and who he created me to be. The freer I find in those moments to just listen to the Holy spirit and say, is this for me in this moment? Um, and so I think it's more of a heart posture, I guess, if I could say it that way of Mm -hmm. prioritizing my relationship with him helps me be able to make those decisions in the moment without feeling like I have to plan ahead as much and Mm -hmm. just allow him to lead and guide me on what my yeses and nos are. I know that's not super concrete, clear. Um, but no, I think it's, I think that is the essence of when we're learning to walk with the Lord and learning to, um, listen for his leadership and his guidance is we have to be in his word. We have to, you know, his heartbeat is laid out on these pages of scripture and, the more I'm in there, the more I'm seeing and hearing his heartbeat and understanding his faithfulness and his love for me. But also, just like you said, understanding my identity according to the gospel, not according to what Bethany has done, not according to the successes or the failures or the good day or the bad day, but according to God's word, what he says, when I stay inside of that, then I am that much more able to be discerning yes, and say, 
this would be, I, I could do this, or yeah. this is not, I, even though everybody else is telling me I can do it and it sounds like a good thing and even sound Bethany, I, I love if it sounds fun, that yeah. is, that's <laughs> like, my husband's yeah. like, what, did it sound fun? And I'm like, yeah, it sounded fun. <laughs> you know, you can sell me if you're like, it'll be fun. I'm going to buy it. You're going to sign it up. I'm going to sign up. <laughs> Funny. Um, so, you know, but, but understanding when I'm in the word that, you know, God is calling me to him first Yeah. and, and fun follows when I am yeah. actually walking with him, I'm having yes. much more fun. Yes. Yes. Then, and I think, I think there's an element too of this really allows you to kind of operate though, in how you're wired and how you operate best. Mm -hmm. Um, because it allows you, as you learn more about him, you learn more about yourself through the lens of who he is, who he created you to be. And that allows you to understand where you operate best in your giftings and what lanes are good for you. I learned early on that crafts and glitter are not for me. I'm not a Pinterest mom. I tried and it created so much stress for me. I was not a nice person to be around. And so it, it really does help identify even further how you can discern those yeses and nos, knowing where your lane is. And, um, again, then celebrating others who are in different lanes yeah. because there is a place for each one of us. God has purposes. And it says in Ephesians, good works designed for each one of us. That's right. Um, and so, you know, I learned open-handed. I found, I found my craft friend. You got to find your craft friend. Yes. Yes. And you, it glitter just makes you go crazy too. find your girl who loves glitter and just say, Hey, I'll take your kids to the (laughs) playground on Tuesday. If you'll plan the art project on Thursday. (laughs) Yes. I love (laughs) that idea. And this actually is one of my other passions, which is delegating, which we haven't really talked about, but I do find that once you are clear on what your priorities are, it is much easier to elevate other people, to join you in the mission. And so I think a lot of moms here delegate and you think either a is going to cost a lot of money or B, how could you trust someone else with something that maybe you feel like you do best. Mm -hmm. And when you understand what's most important, it's a lot easier to let those things go that, you know, are not meant for you and just ask someone else, Hey, this is clearly your zone of genius. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to delegate this for you. And then can I trade off and do something for you? I am sure that some of my friends will listen to this podcast and be like, I'm her craft friend. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm, I'm the one I'm the glitter girl. And I'm like, you, you are, you are, it's you. (laughs) I had a, a, somebody, a a friend at one time who loved to iron and ironing is so not my thing. I mean, it is the 21st century. I mean, who even irons anymore, but that we did have quite a pile of things that had piled up that needed ironing. And she came over one day and she saw it. And, and I said something about, I'm trying to find time to pile, you know, iron that pile. And she said, I love to iron. And so she literally came over to my house Uh and ironed for free because it filled up her cup. 
because that was something that God has designed her to do. And that was just a beautiful example to me of, I don't have to be good at all the things. I don't have to do all the things. I I just have to open my hands. I have no ability to organize. I can't organize a thing. Nothing can't organize my life. Can't organize my closet. Can't organize anything, nothing. And one of the things I can't organize doesn't matter how hard I try, it will become unorganized. And this is, this is really people can be like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> everybody, if you're listening and you're in your car, just pat yourself on the back. Cause you're not like me. I, um, I, my refrigerator, it's always a mess. It's always a dump zone. It doesn't matter. I will go this top shelf shall only be for, it doesn't matter. It will go away within a week and or less. And I don't know if it's, there's so many more hands I've tried labeling, but I have this precious friend of mine. And I mean, we were early in our friendship too. And so she loved me. Well, she walks in my house. Now my policy in my house is if you're my friend, you'll know you're my friend. Cause I'm like, do you want some water? Or I'll tell you where everything yeah. is. I'm like free gang. Yeah. You can get it when yeah. you want yeah. it. Just get it. And then I know you are my friend. If you'll go and get it because you know, instead of waiting. Yes. So she, um, probably was going in there to get something to drink for one of her kids or something. It was like, holy hot mess. This is a nightmare in here. And she is gifted in organization. And she stood there for like 45 minutes and totally reorganized my entire refrigerator. Beautiful. Honestly cleaned it out too, because that's yeah, the other yeah. part. That's the secret oh, yeah. that y'all should don't want to know, but like, there's going to be stuff in the back of my fridge. It's oh yeah. Be there. I forget about it. And I'm much more of a creative brain. And I forget stuff. And we call it a science experiment. It's just yeah. a science experiment. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, but every time she'll come in my house and she knows who she is. She'll go to my fridge. It's never right. But you know, what's happened is I over the years it. I've watched how she's organized me. And I'm like, that, that's a good organizational system. So uh-huh. I will try and organize yes. myself back yes. inside of that system. Yes. But she loves me yes. well. Yeah. I, I love that. And <laughs> it gives you freedom really to be able to say, you know what, that needs to be done. Uh-huh. It does not have to be done by me, yeah. you know, or maybe that's an area that I need to, like you said, learn the system, but I need somebody yeah. to teach me how to do but that. I need to learn but it. I think it's. As moms, we think that the minute the baby comes out, that we all of a sudden have just all these God-given skills. And certainly, certainly God has given us the role of nurturing, but some of that stuff just does not come naturally, whether or not we were raised being taught it or not. And certainly in this generation, those things are becoming less and less common of, you know, how to run a household, how to, how to prioritize, how to do laundry, all those kinds of things. And so it's so okay to admit that it is not your strength and it is not defining. And that goes back to the identity thing. I think that me understanding that my definition was not and how I was a mother and how I showed up and how that did not define me. What defined me was my status as a daughter of the King. That is what defines me. And so for our listeners, before we hopped on the podcast, I was telling Bethany, Bethany, she was talking about how to introduce me. And I said, you don't need to say any of these things about what I do. Just say, I'm a daughter of the King. That is the only definition of ourselves that we should be concerned about. And everything else is like our earrings. You know, we just put it on. That's part of our role. What we do here, what God has given us to do and steward, but it is not defining. Mm -mm. And that's really where the freedom comes 
to choose the few things that are most important that God has given you right now to steward and the rest, you can just let it go. Good. This is my last question. This has been so good. This is so good. We, we could talk for forever, but yeah, we could. When you begin to put in place in essence, and you call them rhythms of work and rest versus hustle and exhaustion. And I think most moms right now are like, I'm hustling and I'm exhausted. How do you understand your world in terms of rhythms of work and rest? And where do you even anchor in the scriptures with that? Yeah. Um, I love Acts 17, 28. Um, that is scripture verse that I've come back to over and over and over through this whole process of creating harmony. And it says in him, we live, we move, we have our being. And, um, so when I think about just my own rhythms of, uh, work and rest and stewarding the things that God has given me, I always come back to that and say, you know, God has not promised us ease. He has not promised us that our work will even result in reward, at least here on earth. He has not promised us any of those things. What he has promised us is that as we abide in him, the fruit will come. And so for me, what that looks like is creating rhythms where I'm first able to have margin to be with him. That is my primary thing every single day. The first thing that I do. Um, and then after that, um, I really, um, try to structure my, the rhythms of our home, I should say around this idea that, um, God has designed us to work for six days and to rest for on the seventh day. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that looks different because I'm also a pianist. I'm a church pianist. And so. I work on the weekends. Um, I work at church. And so Sundays are not necessarily my Sabbath, but what God has reminded me of is that he has created us for rhythms, rhythms of work and of rest. He shows us that in Genesis Mm -hmm. and as his image bearers, we are designed to, to live in that rhythm. So for me, it is a six day and then a rest six days and rest. Um, and that looks different in different seasons, um, for us, for sure. But for me, that is kind of the overarching structure that I try to just categorize everything into Mm -hmm. and whether or not the work is done, I take, I I do rest, I I step away and I rest. Um, and that has been incredibly freeing for me. Um, especially when I do get to moments of feeling burnout, because I don't want y'all to hear me saying that that does not happen. I get exhausted. I get tired. Um, I get discouraged in the work. Um, and that is, I crave, crave that, that time where I take time away to rest, Mm -hmm. um, and to be still with him. And that's why I do it every morning. And then once a week, I have that time where I take, take time away. Yeah. Yeah. I have found great power in, um, disconnecting. Yes. Yes. And disconnect in all the ways, like in in every, all the things. Yes. Which means that, I mean, I disconnect too. I don't know about you, but like my policy is that that means I'm disconnecting from like the mom chores. Like it's not just disconnecting from your phone. That's actually not actually what I was, I mean, which is true. I do, but the mom chores, the, all the mom 
responsibilities yes. like, that are just, I'm not going to dust and, mm-hmm. and vacuum and be consumed with, oh my gosh, we've got no. 14 more loads of laundry that day either. Yes. Cause that still yes. is part of work. 100%, 100%. Are we uh, in 2020 during the pandemic, my husband and I became very aware that our weekends did not feel very different than our weeks. And um, when we were forced to be home 24 seven, we had to really work hard at creating a defining line for our kids about what the week was like. And then what the weekend was like. And that was when we started to really go back to the drawing board and say, if there was a way for us to not have to cook, not have to cook on the weekends, not have to do, do laundry, if at all possible, all of those things to cease those things Mm -hmm. to help our children be able to have a place to rest and refuel. What would that look like? And that was when we started putting some of these rhythms in place. And so, you know, my kids eat popcorn on the weekends and cereal and like, you know, Mm -hmm. we have treats and we just enjoy watching movies and chilling. Mm -hmm. That is what we do on the weekends. And that is incredibly refueling for not only me, but also for my husband and for my kids. Um, but that does require us to say no to some things. So yes, yes, yeah. there's a trade. <laughs> yes, there's a trade-off. Yes, it's but it's worth it. Yes, it's worth yeah. it. It's so worth it. Well, Shelly, thank you. Thank you for your time. Um, we are going to put all of Shelly's contacts in the bottom. I know you're very active on Instagram, but you yeah. also have a an online community on Facebook. Yes. Yes. We have a a private Facebook group. Yes. Um, but yes, you can find me on Instagram at cultivate underscore legacy. Um, I also have a personal account that I'm a little less active on than cultivate legacy. Um, and then you cannot find me there on the weekends because I take time time away. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. Well, and, um, so we'll put all that in the show notes for anyone who may want to reach out to you and may want to learn from you or even just follow you. Um, I appreciate your time today. It has been very encouraging and, um, and really, I believe when we begin to just anchor into these trees and understand that God is just welcoming us to yes. come and to sit yes. with him as his daughter. Yes. And then he will empower us to go back out in exactly the spaces and the amounts that he says, Yes. then it is freeing. Yes. And it is him that equips. It is him that equips. And so that I think he said, uh, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, Mm -hmm. and I will give you rest. Um, And so in him, that's where we find the rest. That's so true. So good. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When God Breaks Through. If you're wanting to connect with me, and with other moms walking in the same messy moments, head over to bethanykimsey.com. That's where you'll also find the show notes with any links, as well as more resources you can grab to help you see that when God breaks through, when we see Jesus at work, the fuzzy intersection of real-life mothering and the gospel becomes very clearly defined. We can walk with confidence and purpose. Have a grace-filled day.